1: as podcast. It is a, uh, what normally is a wide receiver Wednesday, but as we head into the uh, week 17 slate, the last week of the regular season, we're actually uh, giving you a little extra coverage here with me and Paul Bruno, my main man. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. Uh, joining me as always, uh, we're going to do a little QBs and running backs uh, Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesdays for you, and then We'll do uh, those old wide receivers and Thursday tight ends on Thursday for you. But as I said, my co-host, I am James Seltzer. And with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Paul Bruno. What up, brother?
0: I love that introduction, by the How way. How could it you not? It's a
1: good one, right? <laughs> Just the <laughs> truth, my friend. Just the truth.
0: Well, thank you very much. So, Checks uh, in the
1: mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be fun, Paul, so, as yeah, we jump in here, do some... Uh, Paul and I, this will be the first time all season we've, uh, at least in this forum, talked QBs and running backs. So that should be a a fun little treat for us, Paul. So uh, why don't we jump in and and give the people what they want, uh, which is your knowledge. Uh, So let's jump in with, uh, why don't we start with the QBs before we get into the running backs. As uh, Again, the first time we're talking QBs this season, so it is fun. Uh, Why don't we do, we'll we'll do what we always do and we'll break it down right. So why don't we take... um, why don't we just take those top uh, three guys on the board to start, uh, and then we'll take the other uh, four guys at 8,000 or above. When you look at Matt Ryan at 8,700, Aaron Rodgers at 8,800, Tom Brady at 9,100, are any of those three guys interesting to you?
0: Well, you know what? I'm going to lay off Brady just because uh, I don't know how much he's going to play. He's got a bit of a thigh injury, and I know they got a week off coming up. M- might as well try and make it two and get the old man healthy for another playoff run. I don't know how much he, ha- he has left, but... Uh, I might be in the minority there. Uh, You know how Belichick likes to run it up against everybody when he has half a chance. And Miami's not that bad a team, so they could give it quite a tussle. I'd lay off of that one. The other two are more interesting to me. Aaron Rodgers, he said to everybody, just make it relax a few weeks ago. He says, we're going to run the table. He's one game away from doing that. He's put this team on his back and has not been stopped during the last five weeks, all Packer victories. And there's no good reason to stay off him right now, as he is the hottest QB in the game. Uh, And he faces the Lions and... Winner take all for first place in that division. And then Matty Ice, of course, I'm a big fan of his. He gets a favorable matchup against that terrible New Orleans uh, pass defense. So I like this as a very favorable matchup. There's something on the line for Atlanta, too. They want to protect their number two seed with a win in that game.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I lean the same way. And, and in general this week, I'm looking at guys who have something to play for. as Bingo. To, yeah, totally. Bingo. Um, and yeah. Rodgers, obviously, as much play for as anyone in that Sunday night game and has been white hot of late. And, uh, and Ryan, I mean, they're playing for a first round bye as well. So uh, a great matchup there. I think those are the two guys I totally agree. Even though the Patriots are playing for that home field advantage, they do either need to win or need a Raiders loss to, to lock that up. So they will be playing, but... I agree. I think uh, you're going to see a lot more blunt than Brady against Miami. I right. like Rodgers and Ryan a ton. How about those other four guys at 8,000 above, Paul? Uh, it looks like at least uh, one of them has something to play for, and a few of the others uh, uh, potentially all right options, as well as we go from Andrew Luck at 8,400 down to Matthew Stafford 8,000. Stafford being the only one with anything real to play for in this one.
0: You know what? I agree with you. He looked pretty good for at least half the game on Sunday night, but then the Cowboys just rolled over the Lions in the second half, and <laughs> sure they're going to lean on—they're—they're going to lean on the passing. You got—you know—I I snuck that in already. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Lions—they—they they lean on their passing game, obviously, and they'll get a good matchup against the Packers' 29th-ranked pass defense in that big game on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Drew Brees, always a play uh, under consideration for me in the passing game. Doesn't matter what what the stakes are. You know this guy's going to throw the ball. He's one of the best gunslingers out there still, despite his advancing years. And the Falcons have something to play for, so you know it's going to be a competitive game, and that just fires up a guy like Breeze even more. So I like that play a lot at 8200 200 I'm a little uh, concerned about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, could be a nice play in this range, unless the Steelers take the foot off the gas against the 1-14 in 14 visitors from Ohio. I might stay away from that matchup, surprisingly. And at the top of the list, Andrew Luxon, and, uh, maybe... Drew Brees light, uh, a guy that may not have a lot to play for, but you know he likes to fling it, and so he will, and he gets a great matchup against the 3-12 and 12 Jags. So there's, a, there's reason to like three of these matchups, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree, especially like Luck and, and Brees there as well. Again, obviously not necessarily playing for anything, but... You're still looking to put up numbers. They're not, it, it, you know. I'm I'm a lot more worried about a guy like Roethlisberger who might get rested the second half because they right. do have something left to play for than a guy like Breeze who's gonna go in and try and beat Atlanta and then his season's over and he's gonna go home and, and count his numbers and his money and all that. So um, I do think Breeze will give it his all and I, and I like that play, especially at that price in the matchup in the dome. All right, Paul, let's uh, let's get down to the, the actual uh, values or at least some of them here as we go from. Let's uh, let's take seventy five hundred and above before we get to some real cheap guys. The top, the bottom two guys there at seventy five hundred, Car and Mariota, obviously not options this week as both will be out. But let's take it from Eli Manning up to Kirk Cousins at seventy nine hundred. Any of those names in there pique your interest?
0: Well, I'm going to start off with Dak Prescott in this range against the Eagles. Shocking. The Cowboys have got they've given given no indication of resting their starters and i don't think they're going to do that either in this game Uh, they like the continuity that they've built and they know they have a wild card week off so why not let these young guys continue to do what they've done all year and prescott's at the head of that class so i say let them finish it up and i don't say i don't think they're going to put romo in this game at all because uh, why put him in for one game cameo Uh, this is a guy who's a, a, a veteran who's got a a good reputation in the game, and I say there's no good reason to play him in the hostile environments in Philadelphia. And moving down with uh, Russell Wilson against San Francisco, I say Seattle takes advantage of a disinterested Niners team as they shoot for number two seed, and that gives uh, Wilson all that uh, a great opportunity to put up some big numbers there. And then uh, I'm on Blake Bortles. I'm, I'm interested to know your opinion here, but my co- podcast, hockey podcast partner, A.J. Scholz, has ridden him all the way to the Roto-Wire Vegas League Finals. With Bortles at his quarterback, and he's told me he's taken advantage of the the fact that Bortles has played catch-up and a lot of garbage time all season long. I think he's going to be in the same position against Indianapolis this weekend. So that might be an off-the-wall kind of pick, but uh, might might want to look for your opinion on that one, my my friend. And finally, Eli Manning, uh, he'll be motivated to hold that number five seed against a Washington team that has nothing to play. Well, they have less to play for, I guess. though they are playing in DC maybe yeah, they, they do still have, have a they shot have for the play playoffs they need I'll some things C. to go
1: their way but Washington's yeah. still firmly in it
0: yeah it's a rivalry game so that adds to the mix so maybe I should say that Manning will be will be at his best and I mean, maybe you can make the case to it for the other side uh the quarterback on the other side cousins I missed him before and I'll give him a plug
1: yeah I uh I like the plug there uh I um I agree with that, that but mostly, I, I Dak, I think, look, I think it seems like they're going to play their guys, but I ultimately wouldn't be shocked if they sat them at the half or something, if they're leading or losing by a fair amount. So that worries me a little bit. It is a good price. I think the guy you mentioned that's my favorite play in this range is Russell Wilson coming off a nice week, going up against that awful San Francisco defense that has – literally nothing to play for and they're you know they just won last week that's kind of their Super Bowl in a sense they're 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 not gonna win that game so uh I like (laughs) Russell Wilson a ton there um uh the Bortles thing I don't know man I yes sure he puts (laughs) up numbers and garbage time but I just I would not have the 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 guts to uh to roll him out in a fantasy season-long championship for sure uh but at 7,600 against a bad indie defense I think he could put up some points at the end but um, uninspiring to say the least. Uh, and uh, <laughs> one other name in here I'd consider is Philip Rivers. Um, I like the matchup. San Diego doesn't have anything to play for except to, you know, screw over a rival, which can mean enough. And also uh, potentially, theoretically, maybe the last game they ever play in San Diego. And uh, Rivers has obviously kind of been at the forefront of that whole thing and, and made it very clear that he wanted to stay in San Diego. So it wouldn't shock me if Rivers goes out and tries to do something uh, something good in that last outing. All right, Paul, let's uh, let's get into the real values here. Is uh, especially at quarterback, you know, it's it's different at the other positions where you can really find a lot of those great values at you know the lower prices. But it's hard at quarterback to really kind of match those top guys when you start to get down to this range. So uh, looking from let's go from seventy four hundred, Carson Palmer down to uh let's go down to 6600 alex smith and tom savage there and then we'll look at the the home run plays are are there any guys in this range from 6600 up to 7400 there that 800 hundred dollar range that you're interested in
0: well i'll make a pitch for three of them carson palmer first of all with arizona gets uh, an interesting matchup against la 7400 dollars uh is the cost. Neither team has anything to play for, but I I certainly like the array of weapons that the cards offense offers and and maybe one last chance for Carson Palmer to put up a big game offensively. So I wouldn't mind that piece of that in one of my plays. Simeon for Denver has thrown uh, at least uh, a lot more in in the last few weeks than he had earlier in the season. So it's not uncommon to see him with 40 plus pass attempts. And I think if he completes enough of a share there against a pretty weak Oakland secondary, Uh, this could add up to some interesting yardage for him. And then finally, Alex Smith against San Diego. You mentioned about the Chargers. I think Smith is under consideration here because he faces the only pass defense that's lost to Cleveland this year, in my opinion. And that says something that that maybe they're vulnerable to. And uh, I might like a piece of that action at 6,600 bucks.
1: Yeah, no, I like that play. And uh, looking at this, uh, it's it's a tough range of guys here, as we discussed. But I think if I'm going to take a shot on any of them, Uh, I don't hate Colin Kaepernick. I know Seattle is is tough, but um, Seattle, much less good on the road, that defense, and Kaepernick with the legs. uh, Offers such a high floor that for that price, I don't think it's a crazy play, especially in tournaments. Um, Outside of that, I'd have kind of some reservations about going with any of these guys in this range. So uh, other than... um, you know, kind of, kind of what you mentioned there. And, and I, I, like you said, I would take a shot on Alex Smith. That was the other name in this range that I liked as well. Uh, again, like you said, San Diego lost to Cleveland. So, you know, it's pretty bad, but <laughs> on top of that, I just mentioned the Rivers thing. And I think that that game could maybe be more of a shootout than expected. neither defense has been great of late though. Both have been solid. So I, I could see that being a shootout. All right, Paul, let's, uh, let's dig down here as we go down to the min price guys. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, when let's let's just take it from five thousand, which is the uh lowest price there is, up to that sixty four hundred range. We got Matt Barkley there at the top, Jared Goff right there, and then uh, you know, at the bottom is uh a lot of guys you never heard of, Paul. Or you've yeah, heard of I them. Agree. The the listening public is not.
0: Uh well you know what? i I can't I don't even want to offer up any names down here. I mean look at the list. <laughs> You got Savage, you got Barkley, you got Goff. Maybe Goff's an interesting play against Arizona. You don't know how much action he's going to see in that game. But beyond that, I, I don't know. I, I I can't come up with a name that I would even want to put out there uh, in this range. I'm curious to know whether you agree or disagree.
1: I Here's the thing. I would not put any of these names out if I, you know, in a cash game, in anything with a friends yeah. league or anything like that. But if you want to take a shot in one of those, you know, Hundred thousand person tournaments, or whatever it is. Like, there are some names here who are going to be incredibly low owned and will allow you to put a lot of high price guys around them. Um, you just they could be awful. Uh, and there are two of them, yeah. uh, one at six thousand and one actually at the min min price. But Matt McGloin at six thousand, that Denver D obviously is terrific against the pass, but. Uh, you don't usually get a starting quarterback at that price mm-hmm. um, with with the weapons he has. I, I Again, I wouldn't do it. I'd rather if I'm going to take a home run play. Um, it looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to get benched uh, for this last game for contract reasons, whatever it is. But E.J. Manuel at $5,000 going wow. up against a Jets D that has given up. Would I have the balls to do it, Paul? No. No, I would yeah. not, but me neither. <laughs> I don't think it's the craziest move if you're just going to take a Hail Mary shot in a tournament and just try and put together a lineup that, you know, will give you a chance to maybe be that outlier who finds a way to win, a, you know, hundreds of mm-hmm. thousands or whatever it is. So um, uh, I don't hate that call, but again, I'm with you. I, I don't think I would have. The guts to do it. All right, Paul, before we uh, jump over to the running backs, uh, we've had so much fun doing this fantasy uh, fantasy football and, and talking about FanDuel all season, and it's really just because FanDuel is... The best way to do this. It's so much fun. You can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy has to offer. And its it's been a, a not just a new season at FanDuel, Paul, it's been a, a new era here. And, and we deserve everything and you deserve everything to experience all that sports has to offer, which can make us sports rich. Uh, Paul, how much fun have we had just talking about FanDuel? How much fun have you had playing FanDuel this season?
0: Well, I love the FanDuel thing because it offers you a chance to reset every week. You know, in season long, you can suffer a crippling injury and be totally done. What FanDuel offers you, though, is a chance to reload every single weekend and and look forward to playing the games and seeing the scores rise in real time, which is, is fantastic. I often have my computer up, my screen up, looking at my team and watching the games and seeing, oh, he just completed this pass. Where does it put me now in the ranks? And, and I'm a num- the ultimate numbers guy, so I love the whole thing that it offers. And uh, it's uh, one-stop shopping for a lot of entertainment every weekend for me.
1: It's a good way to put it. I, I totally agree. It's just uh, season-long has been a bummer. FanDuel has not been a bummer. Uh, it allows you, again, to have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun the fantasy has to offer and all the fun that fantasy footballs offer at FanDuel you can be sports rich plus Paul we have this great special offer for new users you can get a free 6 month subscription at Rotowire for a $10 deposit on FanDuel you go to fanduel.com slash rw plus you actually get to use that $10 on FanDuel it's a ridiculously awesome great deal so uh, go sign up now, and like Paul said, it's a—it's uh, just a lot of fun. So this is ten bucks to go have some fun and get a RotoWire subscription for six months out of it. Again, go to FanDuel.com/RW. All right, Paul. Uh, that was the first time we spoke about quarterbacks. I'll give us a, a B plus. Um, <laughs> now, now this is the first time we're talking running backs. Let's shoot for that A plus, Paul. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we jump right in here? Uh, what do you think of that? It was pretty good, right? The grading. I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought it was fair. I'm pretty proud of fair. myself. Let's All leave right, a little room for. Uh, <laughs> All right, Paul. We got four guys at the top of this list here who will just take, obviously, um, on their own. Uh, and really, none of them in games that have anything to play for. But there, there are some some numbers and records that some of these guys have to play for. You got Levi Belsini at ten thousand, down to Ezekiel Elliott at eighty-eight hundred, with a Sean McCoy and David Johnson in the middle. Uh, any of these four uh, worth paying up for this week?
0: You know what? I'm going to say no, and that might surprise Ooh, you. Given that one of the guys is Paul. is Elliott in Dallas, Paul. he's 170. He's over 170 yards away from the rookie rushing record. I don't think he's going to get it in Philadelphia, just because I don't think they're going to use him enough to get him that that. Breathe yardage. a
1: sigh of relief, Eric Dickerson. <laughs>
0: Well, they're going after the ring. That's what they said. And so maybe he'll be satisfied with that. But I think if they don't make it I'd rather Dickerson
1: lose his record for what it's worth. You would, eh? If I had to (laughs) choose between the two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. But I I don't think he's going to get the the, the reps uh, unless he rips off a couple of big big gainers like he did on the weekend past, Monday past rather. And uh, you can say the same for uh, Johnson and Bell. I just wonder about how much usage we're going to see out of both these guys i mean johnson maybe there's nothing to lose there so maybe of the four he might be the one that that uh, plays the whole game and puts up the big numbers but still at ninety three hundred dollars i think that's too much money to spend i'd rather go a little bit lower and uh, save some money and put it in elsewhere
1: i agree with you on three of the four but i am i am putting david johnson in all my lineups this week, weekend i think that the price is obviously high, but he's going for like all the records. You know what has he got? Like fifteen straight games with a hundred scrimmage yards. Scrimmage yards. He's got like twenty touchdowns. Like he is. This David John. The, the last month of David Johnson's season has been a we are putting up numbers tour. He has been the entire offense, and I, I think in a great matchup here, this is the uh, the cherry on top of the David Johnson numbers season. The meaningless numbers season. I think that they feed the guy, and I think he just. Any touchdown they can get, the guy they're going to get it to. Him. So I really do like David Johnson, but I feel you on the other guys. I could see Shady having a good day, obviously, but I'm a little worried on usage on the other two. Paul, let's uh, let's jump in here to uh, the the real glut of where we see a lot of the running back talent uh, this week. Let's go from seven thousand up to eight thousand. Up to eight thousand here. Let's take that thousand dollar range though. We do have a couple names here. At least one uh, in Carlos Hyde it was it was out for sure this week. Uh, a couple other potential injury concerns in here. Who are you worried about, and who are you rolling with?
0: Well, I'm staying away from anybody who's got even the questionable Bonicker on him because I, I see two value plays that I like more than them anyway. I you mentioned Legarrette Blunt in the quarterback talk. I think he's he's a great bet uh, against Miami at six seventy six hundred bucks. The Pats' goal line offense features him with a chance to pat his t- touchdown total against the thirtieth ranked run defense. That's good enough for me. And uh, Howard out of Chicago. Uh, the, Minnesota's got a very good pass defense, and I think Chicago's going to try and lean on the running game since that's, that offers them a better chance for success there because they just can't throw the ball at all. That means to me a heavy dosage of Howard, and so those are the two standout picks for me in this price range.
1: Totally, totally, totally agree. Uh, they are the clear picks for me. I think I would actually go, uh, even if they were priced the same, I think I would go Howard over Blunt, uh, yeah. but I love both. Um, Howard, probably for the price, my favorite play on the board here. Um, as you said, I mean, Minnesota's just kind of mailed it in and, uh, Chicago granted not a good team, but they've, they've fought and played and Barkley's played and Howard's played and Meredith has played. And we've seen a lot of those guys, uh, you know, give it their all as it were. So, uh, and, and Howard just on a usage basis, uh, should be higher than this with this matchup. So love, love, love Howard. And like I said before, uh, talking Brady, I think. Blunt is going to get his this week. Miami has been awful against the run. I think this is a, and look, New England does have something to play for. And Miami is already locked into their playoff spot and can't gain any ground anyway. So, Really uh, a kind of a meaningless game on their end. So love, love both of those calls, Paul. All right, let's let's uh, let's get down into some nitty gritty type of stuff. Not quite there yet, but let's go 6,500 up to 6,900. Uh, we've got about seven, eight names in here, though. Uh, Adrian Peterson at uh, 6,500. Uh, questionable at best, I would say, to play. Up to Latavius Murray at 6,900. Who among these names here is interesting as well?
0: Well, there's three guys with a questionable... Uh... Possibility of even playing here, so that reduces the list to a few few uh, options. Uh, out of them, I'm going to go on to Montgomery again of the Packers against Detroit. This is a game for all the marbles, and we've highlighted this guy's versatility in recent weeks, and that will be exploited in this matchup, I do believe, if only to keep the blinds pass rush at bay, because when you think about what the Packers have done, it's been mostly through the air, and it'd be kind of interesting to see them offer Montgomery as a change of pace to that, and he certainly is capable. He's shown that with a couple of good games down the stretch, so that's the guy I'm leaning to in this range above all others
1: yeah i like that call a lot i I got two more names in here though that i would consider latavius murray going up against that denver d that has really struggled against the run all season long granted matt mcgloin will be playing quarterback but in my mind maybe they lean on murray a little bit more i know deandre washington been more involved of late but i still think that's a fair price for the volume he'll get and the upside against that matchup uh and then i also like Bilal powell uh for Mm -hmm. similar reasons i mentioned before obviously I think both of these teams nothing to play for. One's coach just got fired. The other coach is, you know, in hot water. So uh, I think this is going to be a put-up numbers kind of game. And I don't think Matt Forte suits up. And I think Powell is just a a big part of that offense in the game where they have a chance. <laughs> to put up some offense all right paul let's uh let's get down here as we go from 6400 and tevin coleman let's uh let's round out the six thousands before we get down to the real nitty gritty here Uh, let's go down to six thousand jamal charles here it looks like we got about uh you know six to seven names in here uh who in this range is interesting a few more like about 10 eight names in here who's interesting to you
0: yeah i like two of them here uh Coleman for Atlanta is one of a pair, the pair of running backs who's dual threats in the, in their backfield, and and I think you save a little bit of money here as to his counterpart up above, and he faces that uh, wretched New Orleans defense. So I like this uh, savings here and the potential for a big game. This guy doesn't need a lot of touches to make that happen either. So uh, I'm pretty interested in Coleman, another guy who's had a great year is Frank Gore against Jacksonville. He's this guy's in the top 10 rushers in terms of attempts and 13th in yards in the league. Along with eight total touchdowns, he faces a team that has only three wins. This price tag looks like a heck of a discount, given all those factors. $6,200 for a guy who's a a pretty good option in that uh, high-octane offense. I kind of like the way that sounds. So I'm pretty happy with both those two guys in this range above all the others.
1: Yeah, I agree, especially on Gore there, I. Unbelievable. This guy, it's, it's just every year he keeps doing it and doing it and doing it. Uh, I like the Coleman calls. Well, I should have mentioned before I do like Devonte Freeman as well. I like both yeah. of those guys in this matchup, um, kind of got lost in the shuffle there, but at 8,000, I think either of them are playable against a struggling New Orleans defense in a game. Like we mentioned that, uh, you know, if they win, they get the two seed. So, uh, a, a lot at stake for that Atlanta team. Really like those plays as well, Paul. All right, Paul. Let's uh let's get down into some real values here. Let's go from Rob Kelly at fifty nine hundred down to fifty-five hundred. We got Darren Sproles there as so we've got uh actually you know what? Let's go down to fifty four hundred and add a few more names. Go down to Jalen Richard there, and then we'll get into the uh, real values.
0: All right. Uh, I like two of them in this range. One's, one's going to surprise you a little bit, I think. Ooh. I'm going to go with Jennings of the Giants against Washington. This rivalry tilt could, could come down to a grinded-out offensive uh, matchup and some goal-line touches, and that sounds like a job for the, the big man to me. So I like, I like him just for the potential of this being a very closely contested game coming down to maybe a goal line stand versus a goal line offense and I'll take Jennings in that matchup. Then the surprise to me uh, to you might be in the next pick. I'm going to say Darren Sproles Ooh, against the Cowboys. Look at this, that. You know what? Sproles has had some good outings this year. One that I remember vividly was against Dallas. Uh, where he started, And he's going to get a lot of touches because he, he looks to me like the only healthy back that you guys will be offering uh, in this matchup. So based on a volume of activity, and don't forget the guy in the special teams too, uh, he, he could have a big day. And at $5,500, that might be one of the best values on the entire board.
1: Wow. How about that? I agree. I like Sproles this week. Uh, one other name in here that stuck out to me, I think right at the top of that list, Rob Kelly at 5900 uh, I know he's questionable, but Looks like you should play, and uh, a nice matchup there. uh, When you get a guy with that type of upside for that type of price, I think that is a a potential home run play there. And obviously also pay attention to Lamar Miller's health if he is out. Alfred Blue at 5,600, a decent kind of upside play as well. All right, Paul, let's uh, let's take it down to the bottom, 5,300 down to the bottom. Anyone, uh, any real deal values jump off the board here for you, Paul?
0: Well there's 5 but 2 of them are Whoa. kind of handcuffing each other that I hey look now. at now Start, messing with the around ball. I like it. start with the Minnesota backfield and the pair of guys they're going to throw out there. if Peterson is unable to go. McKinnon and Asiata would be, might be worth a look because they'll get more touches than you might expect. And if any of them gets any kind of volume, this is a bargain opportunity. $5,200 for McKinnon, 5000 for Asiata. Asiata's been pretty good along the goal line, too, in terms of their offense near the end zone. So could be the better value of the two of them there at five grand. Then the other guys that I like in this range, again... Doug Martin out in Tampa. That, that means that uh, Jaquiz Rogers gets the volume of activity um, over anybody else. And at $5,200, that's a heck of a discount for a starting RB1. And then uh, Dion Lewis again of New England against Miami. I could see Lewis running the ball a lot more between the 20s, probably. And he might break one. And uh, as usual, he's involved in the Pats passing game. I, I see them engineering some long time-consuming drives here. And Lewis could be a big factor in that regard. Then finally, I'll go with the guy that played on Monday night. Looked like he played in the first half. I don't know where he went in the second half, but Zenner co- scored a pair of touchdowns and had a brilliant first half against the Cowboys. And if uh, they want to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, I think they need a heavier dose of the running game, and it might work against the Packers' defense, which is not the best in the
1: league against the run. Yeah, Paul, I love those calls. I'll add one more. Kenneth Dixon at 5,200 uh, looked Awesome in that game against Pittsburgh Showed some real, uh, real talent and uh, ability to, to get some yards after contact. I think uh, he kind of showed what he could do there. And I think he's going to get a bigger shot in this last game with Baltimore. Now out of it, kind of looking into the future. I really like Kenneth Dixon at 5,200. Otherwise love the calls you made Paul. It's been a pleasure. We uh, we'll be back tomorrow to help everybody out with some, uh, some wide receivers and tight ends should be exciting stuff, brother.
0: Yeah, that's more in our wheelhouse, but I th- hope we give some value, and I think we did on the first crack at quarterbacks and uh, running backs. I think we did a pretty nice job.
1: Like I said, B plus for quarterbacks, A plus for the running backs. Paul. Right terrific on, terrific work, terrific work. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it. Again, catch us tomorrow as Paul and I will be back to talk some wide receivers and tight ends. But for Paul Bro, this has been James Seltzer with the Week Seventeen edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast
0: they're gonna kill the love of my life if i don't go back to what i was doing this friday our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless how far would you go for love you steal truck bring it to me then you make your money is it dangerous
1: Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.